Blog Talk Radio.
One of the most important things because the subconscious mind uh, really has fundamental programs of life that we acquire from our parents, our family, our community uh, between uh, the last trimester of pregnancy and the first seven years. So this is why nature created the first seven years of a child's life to download how to be a member of a family and a society and a culture by strictly observing other people. It's actually a brain function. It's a equivalent of hypnosis. Yes. Okay. So the fundamental programs your subconscious are not yours. The conscious mind is yours. That's the creative mind. Well, the issue is that the conscious mind uh, can travel in time. What are you doing next week? Yeah. Your mind lets go of the moment, goes to the next week. What did you do last week? Let's go of the moment, and you move into last week. Or I say, I think it's something in your head. Uh, and the moment you're thinking, you're not paying attention. Well, this is what the function of the subconscious comes in. When you're not paying attention, you go to autopilot. So it's not like you're walking down the street and you have a thought and then stop. Like that. No, you continue walking. Yeah, but you're not paying attention. So it's a subconscious that does all the jobs from walking to driving the car. Uh, and so why is this relevant? Because when we're not paying attention and we default to the subconscious, we, start, we play the programs that are in the subconscious. And then I go, yeah, but the programs in the subconscious are primarily not yours. They came from other people. The, the, and most of them, as psychologists tell us, most of the programs we get are disempowering, self-sabotaging, and limiting. And yes. the relevance about that is this. If I'm going to play those programs, then I'm, by definition, I'm going to be shooting myself in the foot. The reason why you play the subconscious programs is because the conscious mind's engaged with thinking, which is 95% of the time or more. And that means 95% of your behavior is invisible to you. And why I really wanted to emphasize this so much is this, because we believe we're victims. Oh, you know, I really wanted to be successful. I wanted to be healthy. I wanted to have a great relationship, and it's not working out. Yeah. And then you say, well, that was my intention. And it's not working, so therefore the world's against me. And then we go into victims like, God, I really wanted it and it didn't happen. And I just wanted people to wake up because it basically is this. It's not the world against you at all. The world will give you everything. The issue is you're not operating from your conscious mind except 5% at the most. And so your life is really a reflection of your subconscious programming. Now you say to me, well, I got programmed from the last trimester of pregnancy, first seven years, so I was being programmed when I was one and two and three, and I go, absolutely. And you say, but what, what were the programs? I wasn't there. I have no idea what the hell the programs are. And I go, here's the neat part. 95% of your life is coming from the subconscious. So all you have to do is look at your life and just look at it and say, for what? I say, what comes to you that you want and it comes to you easily? You have programs to allow that to happen. But what you struggle with, what you work hard on, what you, you have to put a lot of effort into, why are you working so hard? And the answer is simple, because you have an invisible program that is sabotaging you from that point. So now all of a sudden you say, well, what do I need to change? I say, well, look at your life yes. and tell me what you're having trouble with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that's the, the, the direct expression of a program that's not supporting you. There's always been a belief that the conscious and the subconscious minds are one and the same. So if I educate my conscious mind, then my subconscious mind should automatically know what the heck I just did. Yeah. Right? So then I say, well, yeah, guess what? How many self-help books did you read? And I go, oh, I read all these self-help books. I say, now that you read them, did your life change? And the answer is, no, not really. But I'm really smart because if you ask me any questions about the self-help book, I can answer it. I say, well, what's the issue? And the issue is this. The conscious mind is creative. So, yeah, I could read the book. 
I could watch this video with you in it. I could uh, even just go, aha, and the conscious mind could accept that and learn it. But the subconscious mind does not learn that way. And that has been the problem because we educate the conscious minds, get really smart, and our life stays exactly the same as it is. And the issue is why? Because it doesn't translate from the conscious to the subconscious. Because the subconscious learns in, well, three to four fundamental ways. Number one, the first way it learned seven years was hypnosis because the brain was operating at a low vibrational frequency and just downloading what it saw. After you're seven, how do you learn? Habituation. How'd you learn the ABCs or the times table? You had to repeat it and repeat it and repeat it and finally you got it and then you know how to do it. You want to drive a car? You have to practice and practice and then you learn how to do it. So if you want to change the subconscious mind, hypnosis is number one, that works. Uh, number two, repetition, habituation, yes. create a habit. And at first it seems like a struggle because it's new to the subconscious mind, but hey, you didn't learn ABCD the first time you said it, you know, you That's had to right. do it again and again. But after you do it for a repetition period, it will be so natural that if you're not doing it, your subconscious mind goes, hey, what's happening? We're not doing it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's really good. We overcome that. Um, a third way, which is um, very, uh, some people get it and it's very powerful, but I wouldn't recommend it is tremendous emotional shock. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Something happens in your life and it's so dramatic that after that moment, you're not going to be the same person. The subconscious starts, got it right there, okay? Yeah. And the newer one and the better one is um, a whole new field of uh, uh, belief change modalities, which are also associated with what's called energy psychology. Yes. Uh, and these are wonderful uh, because basically uh, it's a form of super learning. And what's neat about it, the conventional things like hypnosis or habituation, there's a time element that takes a long time. Yeah. But these new belief change modalities, uh, like a super learning experience, you can change a belief you've had your whole life, 50 years, and change it in 10 minutes. Yeah. And so this is really, it's really, it's a new type of psychology that's coming in, but it's really necessary because, as they say, uh, uh, necessity is the mother of invention. Yep. We're running into a world that has a lot of necessity to change very, very quickly. So uh, we're really happy to see that there are ways of changing without going through all that anxiety and stress, and we can do it really quickly. My favorite one is the one that I use because I'm the most familiar with it, but there's yeah. many of them in my books. I give a whole list, but yeah. the one I, I use is called Psych-K, like the abbreviation of psychology. Yeah. It actually represents psychological kinesiology. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it's an exercise where you, you get your right and your left brain hemispheres to work in harmony, which they don't do on a normal day-by-day -day basis. And when you get them to work in harmony, that's called brain synchronization, a window sort of opens up and you can drop in a new belief in five minutes. You know, it's really fun because you say, well, what if you can release these programs? And that's uh, the story of the Matrix, where I say, well, I take the red pill, I get out of the program. And then I say, yeah, but in real life, every time we've taken that red pill, I say, what's the red pill in real life? And the answer is falling in love. Falling in love with the person or falling in love with a, uh, your creativity or whatever it is, falling in love. Because when you fall in love, what you're doing is so captivating and so engrossing and so desirable, you don't let your conscious mind wander. So the first time in your life, your conscious mind's staying present. And I say, well, why is that important? Conscious mind, wishes, desires, and aspirations. If you're operating from that mind, you manifest your wishes and desires. So my conclusion for all of this blah, blah, blah that I'm giving you is simply this. What if you go into the subconscious mind and change the programs in the subconscious mind so they reflect the wishes and desires of your conscious mind. What would that mean? And I'll tell you what it means. 
You'll live in a honeymoon for every day of your life on this planet for a simple reason. Yeah. If my conscious mind with wishes and desires begins to wander and I default into the subconscious and is playing my wishes and desires, I never left the honeymoon. Most people's stresses are not real uh, immediate emergency stresses at all. They're beliefs of a fear uh, that they won't have something. They won't have a job. They won't have food. They won't have a friend. Uh, and it's not that they don't have them right now. They're thinking about, oh, that happens. And that's where the stress comes from. And that's why 90% of the people are in fear because they, they recognize that their future is uncertain. But rather than seeing it in a positive way, they, they have a, a, you know, this image of a negative work, thing. Work it all out. And, uh, yeah. and it's really interesting because, remember, when you fall in love and you get out of the programming, you create heaven on earth. Well, if it wasn't for the programming, everybody would have heaven on earth. Yes. So if we can change the programming, then heaven on earth is available. Attention, please. Ladies and gentlemen, the 40th President of the United States. Tom Matthews, UPI. Uh, Mr. President, earlier this year you said that you would travel anywhere in the world to further the cause of peace. Uh, considering the worsening situation in the Mideast, are you planning a trip there in the near future? We have no definite plans as of yet to go to the Mideast, but we do plan maybe perhaps in a couple of years if the settlement and the agreements have not been reached by that time. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Paul Onaki from Honolulu News. <laughs> Mr. President, the Senate has voted to proceed with development of the neutron bomb. Don't you feel this will impede further progress in the salt talked with the Russians? Quite contrary to that fact, the matter of uh, nuclear existence deals with atoms and atomic weapons, not with neutron weapons. The neutron bomb is a hold cost weapon. It is not in the cellular realm of reality. We're trying to hold it in place, and it's a neo, uh, neo-pacifist weapon. Harris <laughs> Richards, AP. Yes, thank you, Mr. President. I'd like to ask you a question, which I'm sure the American people would like to know. Do you feel that within the fiscal year, the unemployment rate will drop below the 5% level? Well, as you know, the 5% level pertains mostly to, if I may say, white America. In the black America, the minority situation is up to as high as 45 percent. <laughs> and we plan to, with all our efforts, try to lower that rate to about 20 percent in the black areas, and of course it will be lower in the white areas, of course. We're trying to do this and merge a, a United States. Mr. President, Mr. President. Yes. Uh, Arthur Williams, Chicago Sun-Herald. You've just okayed a $250 million increase in our space program. What I'd like to know is the main reason you did this 
so we can finally recruit black people for the space program? I feel it's time that black people went to space. Uh, <laughs> white people have been going to space for years. Uh, and spacing out on us, as you might say. And I feel with the, the project that we have in mind, we're going to send explore ships through other galaxies, and no longer will they have the same type of music, Beethoven, Brahms, and Tchaikovsky. And now we have little Miles Davis and Charlie Parker. We're going to have some different kind of things in there. That's right. Yes, yes, yes ma'am. Roberta Davies, Jet Magazine. <laughs> Mr. President, on your list of candidates for director of the FBI, are you including the name of Huey Newton? Yes, I figure that Huey Newton is best qualified. He knows the ins and outs of the FBI. If anybody knows the ins and outs, and he would be an excellent director. Yo, blood. <laughs> yeah, brother Bell from Ebony Magazine. Assalamu alaikum, brother. Assalamu alaikum. All right. <laughs> You looking at Snow White, uh, brother? About blacks and the labor force. I want to know what you're gonna do about having more black brothers as quarterbacks in the National Football Hunter League. Okay. Right on. I plan not only to have lots of black quarterbacks, but we're gonna have black coaches and black owners of teams. As long as it's gonna be football, gonna be some black in it somewhere. Right. 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 I'm tired of this mess that's been going down. Right. You know what I mean? Ever since the Rams got rid of James Harris, I've done my job in the past, you know what I'm talking about? But we're going to get down on the case now. Yeah, what, what is it? Mr. President. Yeah, what? <laughs> Mr. Bigby, Mississippi Herald. Sit down. <laughs> yeah, what is it? Mrs. Fenton Carlton Macker, Christian Women's News. Mr. President, since you've become president, you've been seen and photographed on the arms of black women. Oh. Quite frankly, sir, you've been courting an awful lot of white women. Will this continue? As long as I can keep it up. Now, your predecessor, you know, President Carter, now his mother was a nurse before What is he... your question about, sir? <laughs> my question, I mean, up to my question. The question is about your mother. You want to be... <laughs> It's okay. Please, let's take it easy. The man has a right to ask the question. Please. Please. Let's have some decorum. Now, what is the question about you, my dear mother? Mother? Okay. What, now, your mother was a maid in Atlanta. Yeah. Now, after your tenure, if your mother goes back to being a maid, right? Will your mama do my house? <laughs>
to do. What does that mean? Go get something. You already got it. El Fatah. Open is your work. The becoming is your work. Everything you need, you got it. If somebody says, be ye perfect, you'd have to already be perfect because you can't put pieces together to make perfect those apart. Perfect is one. Undivided. Unbroken. Complete. Well, brother, let me tell you something. You already got it. You already are it. You just don't know it. And what I mean is, this thing here does not know it is perfect. It keeps telling you you're making mistakes. You don't know what you're doing. You can't do that. You don't know how to do that. I'm poor. I ain't got. I don't know what. That ain't where the mind of Christ works. But that's what you want to quiet in your mind. And put, I can. I know how. I am. I so desire. For whatever it is you so desire, you decree it, declare it, and proclaim it. That's how you get it, because that's how you got everything else you got. As to whether you did it consciously or subconsciously, it doesn't matter. You have three levels of mind. The super, the conscious, and the subconscious. And you think on all three of them. It's what you're thinking that makes the difference. If your subconscious keeps making you make mistakes, it's because you keep telling it to do so. And as long as you tell your mind it's broken, it's going to behave like a broken mind. It's going to keep you poor, hungry, and scared. That's imperfect. Turn that shit around. 
I am G-O-D right now. I am master, able, and noble right now. That's your prayer for transforming yourself to G-O-D. And don't accept anything less than that. Stop being a servant. Stop groveling in your prayers. Claim your divinity. Claim your godhood. Claim the knowledge of the universe. Claim your wealth. Noble Drew Ali told the Moors, each and every one of you is supposed to inherit a million dollars. And he said that in 1920-something. How many millionaires we got now? Hell, you can't... What do you mean not many? We got... So many, we can't even count them, man. Where are you living at? I'm trying to tell you something. You have to get you past poverty with this. Quit thinking, poor. Quit thinking, I don't have it. I don't, I can't get it. Don't look up and see somebody else hit the numbers for $20 million and they tell yourself, I, I can't, I, I, I ain't. I. What the hell are you talking about? Why can't you turn around and tell yourself just the opposite? I didn't win 20 million. That's what the sister did when she opened up the Bible. And the Spirit told her to read those verses in that chapter. And then when she got ready to close the book, the Spirit told her, don't close that book. Write them numbers down. <laughs> and carried them to the window. Wait a minute. I'm talking about right here in New York. A black woman who used to scrub floors for a living. Six million dollars that weekend. She ain't scrubbing nobody's damn floors no more. You know what I'm saying? You know? Quit reaching for the bottom. And the money's on top. Real money. And, and don't ask God for some money. Because a penny is money. And he'll give you a penny if you ask for a penny. You know what I'm saying? Quit asking for cheap shit. <laughs> Damn supermarket full of steaks. You go in there and buy some damn beans and rice. What is you doing? You know what I'm saying? Get up here. Why is it you don't think you're supposed to live a wonderful, pleasant, prosperous life? Who told you you wasn't supposed to do that? Nobody but you. Well, quit doing that. Yeah, quit going for the okey-doke. It's okey-doke. I'm poor. It's okey-doke. I ain't got shit. It's okey-doke. You know, I'm sick. It's okey-doke. You know, I don't know shit. It's okey-doke. <laughs> Quit going for okey-doke. You hear me? Now I'm talking to your spirit. Because that's what's going to get you out of poverty. And that's what's going to get you out of hell. It's the God within yourself. That's the one you're looking for. That's your best friend. And that's the only one who will be with you forever. When Jesus goes somewhere else, that God will still be there. You sure enough want to make him and her your best friend. A God that will always tell you the truth. Only if you will always Listen, when you stop 
listening, everybody starts telling you a lie. Because that's what you're looking for. When you stop listening to your own truth, take the responsibility of being God. How do you get there? One way, and one way only. By desire. You have to want to be God. You can't get there no other way. Psychological assumption automatically provides the means to fulfill the dream desire is the law of mind in action. The psychological assumption automatically provides the means to fulfill the dream desire. If you do not have the desire to become God, you are not going to become God, certainly not by accident. That's a car running over you, not God. You have to have it in here. If you want to be a servant, it, that's already in there. That's easy. Upgrade. You, you heard the statement, all grow up. Well, yeah, grow up. <laughs> and, and find out you might be 25 feet tall. That's a Reverend Biscuit in me coming out there. Yeah, Rap City, the base of Big Tick Scientific. Cassidy, the problem, March 23rd. Album is still off the top. Check me out, BT Rap City. It's your man, Big Tick. Every day at four, we doing it way big. Yes, indeed, we get lifted when the spliff comes out, kid. Shout out DJ Scientific. My man, Cass, behind me, full surface. You know how it gets, you kept straight worthless. Big Tigger off the top, blazing hot. The things that we got, you ain't never gonna pop. It's going down, hey, I know some cats that'll rip your face off. Y'all don't wanna face off. It's Big Tick and Cassidy, the Sundance Kid, coming back around. We do it, Big Cass. Y'all know how I get when I'm in the booth, baby. Yeah, okay, yeah. Look, I could write the best verse you ever heard in your life and then rip it up. Your greatest hits like mixtape ish to us. Stay with a slip in the cup. Stay twisting up, lick it up off the hump. I hit me and hip it up. And my wrist, man, I lit it up. My bezel got so many pebbles, bam, bam, to lift it up. But try to stick me up, plan, man, stiffing up. Ain't no stitching up, them holes, your soul lifting up. But I'm still pitching on the stove, whipping up, thinking about the Franklin, stinking the kitchen up. Yup, I be dealing and filling them bags, but been ill with the pistol and the notepad. I've been hot from the start, and I ain't just a battle rapper, hotel on the top of the charts. I'm done awake, I real estate and go shopping for art. The dog got cocky in the spark. Be clear, me and this kid do sales. We both got hot joints with my man Arkell. It's going down right now, you seen us. Forcing at the sanctuary out in Phoenix. What up, Swiss? Can I wire one of them whips? I know you got the car lot and this is big ticket Cassidy back in the spot. Representing BX straight to Philly, keeping it hot. 
rap city, four o'clock every afternoon. Grab the mic with five figures of doom. Yes, indeed. Album for tickets coming soon. Y'all better start running, call your whole platoon. Yes, indeed. Hey, Cassidy, he be with me riding right now on the booth BC. Come on, Cass, bust that ass one time and come through with that next type rhyme. I was never garbage. That's why I'm Swiss first artist, my verse is retarded okay. Look, I had them in a frenzy, baby Since the lovers with the fringies, baby But now I got cheddar, so it's all about the Benjis, baby I'm in a presidential, getting Lewinsky, baby Ladies, my room got spinning band in it And my watch looks like it got lemon heads in it It's exquisite, bright like ambulance lights You couldn't get this if you spent your advance twice Dude, glance at the ice and be hot cause it's blinging But try plotting, I'll pop that Ringing, or get pistol whipped, you're stinging. I don't fight, you get hit with the knife while your fist swinging. All of the chicks singing, come to my hotel, cause I make them when they come to my hotel. I get neck, then ticket is next, I guess, cause I'm so live. Chicks love me to death, I got powder, power, money, respect. You in debt, I get 20 a check. That's why I'm just laughing. I blow dope, forget stashing, cause long as I know what I know, I'ma get cashing. I got pills for sale when they not aspirin. That's why I put a stash in the stash and they drop ass. Stop it, stop it, man. My 23rd split personality. Goodbye. Just hearing the word child support sparks an emotional response in just about anyone. Fathers who feel like the rules are more about the paycheck than the parenting. Moms who say they can't live on what they have. In general, I think the perception is that it's unfairly biased towards men in the state of Massachusetts. I think that the formula used is fair. The law is reasonable. People have a responsibility to support their children. I bring home $1,626 a week and 350 go to child support. Brian Ayer says $18,000 a year in child support for his infant son is too steep. At 29 years old, he says he had to move back in with his parents. He sees his son every other weekend and a couple of nights a week. When I have my son, I still need to provide clothing for him. I still need to provide a, a crib. I need to provide food, diapers, whatever his necessities are when he's with his mother. I went back to live with my parents. Uh, I had to uh, from a cost standpoint until I could afford to, to live in a decent place. And then you feel kind of like a, a second-class citizen because your kids are coming to a small place after being at you know, mom's nice house. And John Gagnon has been paying alimony and writing out child support checks for 11 years. He now pays 2700 a month for his teenage daughter. He says she stays with him nearly half the time, and his 19-year-old son lived with him full-time before going off to college this fall. He feels the guidelines don't take into account how much time he spends with his kids. It really didn't matter from a child support guideline standpoint if they had stayed one night a month or zero nights. I would have paid the same then that I paid for 13 nights, having them 13 nights. When it comes to paying child support, things used to be different in Massachusetts. 1987 is when the first guidelines came out. Judges had non-custodial parents pay a percentage of their income to the custodial parent. They adjusted for the custodial parent's income, but only after the first $20,000. In 2009, that all changed when a 12-member task force overhauled the state's child support guidelines. Then that task force traveled the state to educate judges.
Now, using a worksheet, incomes from both parents are added together and worked into a formula. Judges also weigh how many children are involved and required expenses. In Massachusetts, that means mandated health insurance, child care, and housing costs. The guidelines also called for changing language. You won't hear the words custody or visitation any longer. Instead, it's parenting time. All of this meant to make the system fair for both parents. We want kids to be well supported. We want kids to have enough support. But we don't want to create this huge windfall prize that creates conflict between the parents. Dr. The Ned Holstein is the founder of the Father's Rights Group, Fathers and Families. He sat on the task force and says the system is still unfair. For instance, he says some states prorate support according to parenting time spent with the child. He also says judges in Massachusetts may order both child support and college expenses until age 23. We have a long way to go, uh, but I think some of the, the worst thing is that there is a pervasive gender bias in family court. Uh, men are still looked at as breadwinners and women are still looked at as nurturers of children. Nothing could be further from the truth. We have 24 female judges on the probate court and we have 24 male judges on the probate court. And to suggest that everyone has grouped together and is biased against the fathers, it simply doesn't happen. Attorney Marilyn Ryan also sat in the task force. She says the guidelines are meant to put balance into the system. Since nothing is perfect, she says judges are allowed to deviate from those guidelines. If you have two parents who are each making $500 a week and they pay the same amount for medical insurance and there's no, there's no other adjustments and the children principally reside with, let's say, mom, um, then dad is going to be paying some money to mom for child support. The theory of that being that otherwise mom would be supporting herself and the children. Do you think these guidelines are fair? They are extremely fair. <laughs> Crystal Arnhold is a single mom who relies on her child support checks. She says she received just under $250 a week to raise her two-year-old son and her five-year-old daughter with Down syndrome. I work what I can and I still just barely make it. Like this month alone, I have like $29 to get food for the next two weeks. Crystal works part-time at nights while her mom watches the kids, but money's tight. She says under the new guidelines, she stands to lose more because she's trying to work. I'm not greedy by any means, and I want to make that perfectly clear. I just try to get for my kids what they need. Brian says he's working with the court system, but wants to see more changes. The best interest of the child is to have a loving, caring home in both places where he's provided equally at both residents, not his mother's, not his father's, but equally among both. He tells us he doesn't see himself leaving his parents' home anytime soon. So he's writing to his lawmakers to try to change what he believes is a system that's still broken. Sharman Sacchetti, Fox 25 News. There was a young woman that was pulled over by the police for a seatbelt violation, but when the police ran her information, it came up that her license was suspended because she didn't pay child support. But the twist is, she has no children. Let's roll the clip. We were there this morning as Nakia Jones waited for her day in court. Her concern and frustration clear. The time that I put in, the money to get to court, the days I took off, 
Her issues started back in July. A traffic ticket for a seatbelt violation turned into much more when she discovered her license was suspended, a violation for not paying child support. Now, Thing is, she doesn't have now, kids. Please just let me speak to you. Because I'm ready to get this taken care of. Her emotions overflowing, pleading her case in court, telling the judge no one in the court system was willing to help. Oh, they're getting this rude and nasty remarks. The BMV saying it's the court. That is, until the six on your side investigators started looking into the problem just last week. It took for ABC6, for me to call ABC6 and get them involved, for me to even find out that these cases were even going on. It took for me to call them to even get a response from anyone. After we did a bit of digging at the Franklin County Municipal Courthouse, now some movement in the case. If you could please look into my situation and look to where I can take care of this so I can restart my life. Court administrators finally trying to help Jones sort things out. Turns out Jones does have prior outstanding traffic violations that led to an avalanche of paperwork confusion and a warrant for her arrest. And this is my next court date. So, here's the deal. Jones now has to pay a few fines and court costs, and she can get her driver's license ASAP. All the charges are dropped. Any charges, past charges I had, any past fines, all of that will be dropped. She tells us it's like a massive weight has been taken off her back. It's a big relief. Now her life can get back on track. I hope so. I'm not sure. I hope so. So we heard how everything ended. She had to take care of a couple of tickets. They say they made a mistake, and she can get her license back. Now, the issue for me more than anything, and I want to harp on this with this particular story, is the suspension of a driver's license for failure to pay child support. The system of child support in America, it has nothing to do with the best interest of the children. It doesn't. Because if it actually truly focused on the best interest of the children, they'll consider a whole lot of things instead of just awarding kids automatically most of the time with the mother. Sometimes the father has a better financial situation. He may live in a better environment. He may have his stuff together. But it doesn't matter because the system is so biased against fathers in this country. And any wives that have a husband that's going through that would understand that. If you are a man and you lose a job, you get laid off, you get hurt, something could happen. I mean, that's just life. Now you're not paying your child support. And then one of the penalties they have is for you to lose your license. Now, how is it losing your license is going to encourage and help facilitate you paying child support? That's like me cutting off your hand and telling you to eat with that same hand. You're going to have a difficult time trying to eat with a nub. Well, that's the same thing they're doing when they take away your driver's license. If you want this person to go to work and pay this particular trial support, right, well, they need to get there. And not every city has public transportation. Now, some people say you can get an Uber or whatever. Uber can even get expensive if you don't have a lot of money to be using Uber every day taking you to and from. You see, it's okay in society to harm predominantly men and say deadbeat dads, and if it's deadbeat dads, we should be able to take the driver's license, 
uh, should be able to jail them, should be able to not allow them to have a passport if they want to travel. And do you know with the passport situation, if you owe $2,500 in child support or more, they will take your passport away. But do you know the government allows you to owe more than $50,000 in taxes for even to start considering suspending your passport? So that's taxes to the government. They allow you more leeway than they do with child support. This woman is suffering and has suffered all the things that she suffered due to this corrupt system here in America in family law courts. And everyone needs to know not only has Bill Clinton been the one instrumental of hurting the black community with the crime bill, but he also hurt the family with all his provisions in 1996. That he's the one to start putting in to uh, jail people and do all these things to someone who owes child support. My thing is children need a mother and a father. They need both. They father don't supposed to be locked up in jail. And even if you lock up a man in jail for child support, the child support don't decrease. At least if you locked up for tickets, the tickets decrease while you're in there. You, you sit so long and then you can get out. And child support just keeps stacking up interest upon interest upon interest. And, yeah, some women say, oh, we just need to pay their child support. And then they should be making kids. They shouldn't be doing this. They have relationships that break up. And it wasn't no one-night stand. It wasn't people just out there, you know, uh, hot-dicking. It wasn't any of that. It was just a relationship, and then people may not get along or whatever, and the system is also weaponized against fathers. It happens all the time. And because we have this narrative and this propaganda that it's okay to harm, you know, dads and call them deadbeat, even though this guy, can, in the way the courts may treat you, is that you could have been paying your child support on time for 10 years. You may have this one time that you down. You know, it, it, it happens. And then they're going to treat you like a piece of crap, even though you got a record of paying your stuff like you're supposed to. I mean, I, I feel, you know, what happened to this woman is just a reflection of the system. And, you know, instead of bickering and all this other stuff, men need to get together, and also the women that support, you know, these men. It could be your husband. It could be your boyfriend or your brother or whoever it may be. And we need to get together and get these laws changed because these laws are very, very draconian. They, they don't help the family. And some of the laws that are set up is like from the old school days when women didn't work, women didn't have no rights. You know, we passed that. Women are CEOs now. Women are CEO of YouTube. There you go. So we need things to change because this is not helping at all. Have a woman being pulled over to say that her license is suspended for child support, even though she had no kids. This woman would not went through this mess if that system wasn't so screwed up. And then we, like I said, we need to start talking about that a little bit more. Like I said, I want to start highlighting that a lot more because you know this situation is just affecting everybody. And then the children, at the end of the day, don't benefit. It's a corrupt system. Too many people making money, and, and and when people making money off of something, off of corruption, that's something that has to end. But leave me a comment. Let me know what you think about this particular story. You know, this woman, like I said, she went through all that. She she crying in court and everything, all behind a corrupt family law system. Big fat, big fat, big fat. You win a 
get back. Next time you bring me up, just make sure you stay big fat. Tell the truth. Big fat, 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 big fat. Tryna shatter me with lies, I ain't with that. Tell the truth. Big fat, big fat, big fat, big fat, big fat, big fat. Real big fat. Why they mad? Cause I'm on fire and they ain't lit yet. What's that? What's that? And that's big fat. Big fat, big red. Big fat, big fat. Back in big set. Got a big, big bag. Help in big get. Get back splat. I'm on that strong. What's that? What's that? Muscle six pack. Uh, strong. They want my spot and don't deserve it. Can't forget that. Who you hitting it? How you miss it? I was the freshest nigga in the party. Louis V down, shaved by Bagari. Whole out of body gone up a car. See you and I'm speak, I'm coming like I'm Cardi. I'll expose you niggas and bitches. I'm back in that mode and thing. You niggas is getting too big for you britches. You need some new clothes and things. Why everybody hit money bag? This the topic, nigga. AP on me, cost a bag. Water faucet, nigga. Never ever did some stuff shit like pay to take a nigga off a show. She a green like she a go. Mac on the fucking dust the hole. Any about what? Well, I got big fat. Big fat, big fat. You went about it the wrong way, so we can't fix it. I'm so straight. She mad at you, so she come fuck me for get back. Next time you bring me up, just make sure you stay big fat. Tell the truth. Big fat, big fat. Big fat, big fat. Big fat, big fat. Big fat, big fat. Trying to shatter me with lies. I ain't with that. Tell the truth. Big fat, big fat, big fat, big fat, big fat, big fat, real big fat. Why they mad? Cause I'm on fire and they ain't lit yet. What's that, what's that? And it's big fat, big one. Here goes some more education. Here goes some more speculation. Here go. I took the money, went by me some guns. I like the bitch up like it's Vegas. Keyboard killer, tough on Twitter. Making posts, giving statements. Niggas full of guns, PlayStation. Can't kill me, I'm a chaser. Yeah, gon' fed, Mason. Federal. Lock like dreads, Haitian. Haitian. You want my place? Take it, take it. You hit with the drum, cadence. You ain't my partner, nigga. On the hang around, I'm a solid nigga. Say they won't smoke, but when you see them, they non toxic, nigga. Ain't no pimp, but get your hoe. Or I knock a nigga. These little hitters wanna shoot them a movie, album, drop a nigga Draco, Draco, hit him, it go splat Turn him in a play, don't lay on flat Drippin' in the outer with the hat Riding with it on me, never let any else About what? Well, I got big fat Big fat, big fat You went about it the wrong way, so we can't fix it I'm so straight, she mad at you So she come fuck me, forget back Next time you bring me up, just make sure you stay big fat Tell the truth Big fat, big fat, big fat, big fat Big fat, big fat, big fat, big fat Tryna shatter me with lies, I ain't with that Tell the truth Big fat, big fat, big fat, big fat Big fat, big fat, real big fat Why they mad? Cause I'm on fire and they ain't lit yet What's that, what's that? And it's big fat, big one I'm sorry But I don't want to be an emperor That's not my business I don't want to rule or conquer anyone I should like to help everyone if possible Jew, Gentile, black man, white. We all want to help one another. Human beings are like that. We want to live by each other's happiness, not by each other's misery. We don't want to hate and despise one another. In this world, there's room for everyone, and the good earth is rich and can provide for everyone. The way of life can be free and beautiful, but we have lost the way. Greed has poisoned men's souls, has barricaded the world with hate, Goose stepped us into misery and bloodshed. We have developed speed, but we have shut ourselves in. Machinery that gives abundance has left us in want. Our knowledge has made us cynical, our cleverness hard and unkind. We think too much and feel too little. More than machinery, we need humanity. More than cleverness, we need kindness and gentleness. Without these qualities, life will be violent and all will be lost. The aeroplane and the radio have brought us closer together. The very nature of these inventions cries out for the goodness in men, cries out for universal brotherhood, for the unity of us all. 
Even now, my voice is reaching millions throughout the world. Millions of despairing men, women, and little children. Victims of a system that makes men torture and imprison innocent people. To those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed. The bitterness of men fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass and dictators die. And the power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. You have the love of humanity in your hearts. You don't hate. Only the unloved hate. The unloved and the unnatural. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery. Fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke it is written, the kingdom of God is within man. Not one man, nor a group of men. But in all men, in you, you the people have the power. The power to create machines. The power to create happiness. You the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful. To make this life a wonderful adventure. Then in the name of democracy, let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. A decent world that will give men a chance to work, that will give youth a future and old age a security. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us fight to free the world, to do away with national barriers, to do away with greed, with hate and intolerance. Let us fight for a world of reason. A world where science and progress will lead to all men's happiness. Soldiers, in the name of democracy, let us all unite!
just for a feel No one can tell me what to do Cause what I'm doing, I'm doing for you Remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation. Keep it locked. You're tuned in to the hottest radio network on the planet, the new Evolution Radio Network. Today, we are dealing with the science of the Moors. Who are the Moors? This is one of the most difficult of historical questions, and in fact, this is the most neglected chapter in black history. Muslim. Are you a Muslim, Khaled? Yes, I am. But I'm a Moor. 
Islam. I'm a Moor. And got sis enough to know I'm a Moor. And ain't gonna never argue with you that I'm not a Moor. And wouldn't come in your house or come among you and say I'm a Moor if I didn't feel in my heart, in my mind, in my soul that I am. I would tell you, God damn it, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Ain't no more. So if I say it, I mean it. And if I mean it, generally, I say it. Are you a Muslim? Yes. But I know my roots. And I ain't come to Kington. Prophet Noble Drew Ali. Huh? Prophet Noble Drew Ali taught us about the cavey. And he taught us that we are the Asiatic people. Master Farad Muhammad, coming behind that strongly, taught it to the most honorable Elijah Muhammad that we are the Asiatics. We have people now that want to fight us, attack us. So you mean you become so degenerate and so sick until you will call yourself an Asiatic instead of an African? Well, I use African just for communication. But our lessons ask the question, why? Why what? One of my, my 5%ers that's in the Panther Party. Why what? Why does the devil call us Africans? And it goes on to say, let's look at it, brothers and sisters. Brother Henry touched on it last night. Do you know that one time the whole earth was called Asia? North Asia, South Asia, East Asia, West Asia. When we say Asiatic, we're not talking about a little continent. We're not stuck on some little so-called Arabs riding some camels. And so we so stuck on them, we just got stuck on stupid. And we started saying Asiatic. We're not talking about a continent. We're talking about when the land mass of what is called planet Earth was different. Huh? That's right. Even Saudi Arabia. We can, let's cover another point here before we finish Asiatic. Saudi Arabia, Israel, Mecca, Medina, all of that is in what is called Africa today. Egypt. Look at Egypt on the map, and the white man want to tell you it's not in Africa. It's in the Middle East. There is no Middle East. No Middle East. Absolutely not. The Middle East is nothing but a man-made ditch separated from the mainland of Africa by what is called the Suez Canal. All of it is northeast, what is called Africa today. All of it. Look at it for what it's worth, brothers and sisters. But at one time, the whole planet, look at South America and what is called Africa today. Cut them out and you can fit them together like a puzzle piece. The planet Earth was different as it is called today. It had a different landmass. We're called Asiatics, again, not because of a continent, because at one time the whole planet was called Asia. You just want to claim a spot? Or the whole thing. Africa is not our home. Let me let that hang in the atmosphere for a while. I said at this gathering of the masters, Africa is not your home. It's not our home. 
Africa, as it is called today, is our throne. And from that throne, we ruled our home, which is 196,940,000 square miles of the planet Earth, and 76 quintillion miles throughout the distance of the diameter and the sphere, the sphere of light of the diameter of the universe. You love a man who randomly killed six people on a commuter train? I love Colin Ferguson just as much as the masses of white Americans love General Schwarzkopf, General Westmoreland, General Patton, General MacArthur, and Eisenhower. America awards her killers, and they get ribbons and stripes and bars. I'm sensitive to the pain and suffering of the loss of life on that train, but I'm one of the rebellious slaves. And so when black people stand up out of pain and suffering and frustration, I understand after 500 years. You talk about uh, when white folks can't defeat you, you said in your speech at Kane, they'll always find some Negro, some boot-licking, butt-licking, buck-dancing, bamboozle, half-baked, half-fried, sissified, punkified, pasteurized, homogenized nigger, that they can trot out in front of you. I would ask you, Mr. Muhammad, is Jesse Jackson a boot-licking, homogenized nigger? To the best of his ability, I believe he tries every day to do that. Here you are, uh, here you are mocking uh, Jesse Jackson at a speech, uh, I believe this is Howard University. Roll the tape. Oh, boot-licking, buck-dancing, scratching, shuffling, messy Jesse Jackson. You keep, you keep. I am a somebody. I am a somebody for keep hope alive. I am a somebody. I don't rightly know who the hell I am. But I am somebody. Yeah. Um, are you an entertainer or are you a committed person to uh, black people? I'm so glad you asked that question. I believe that the liberation and salvation of the black nation must be brought about by black people gaining a thorough knowledge of self after our 500 to 6,000 year Holocaust where we have lost over 600 million. And so I believe that that education process must be a process of two steps, inspiration and information. So I seriously give information, but black people are a people of rhythm and spirit. So I also give inspiration. From your speech at Kane College in 1960, uh, Chief uh, Luthuli, the head of the ANC, received a Nobel Peace Prize, you reported to your audience, reminded them, for nonviolent struggle. Yes. Just like Mandela just received it with F.W. de Klerk. How could you stand with your oppressor and your enemy and receive the Nobel Prize for nonviolent struggle? You have, uh, you do not, uh, 
support then uh, Nelson Mandela's uh, strategy in the struggle to free black people in South Africa? Let us first of all for, uh, be very clear here, Phil. Nelson Mandela is my brother. So he is, Jesse is a member Jackson. of the family, and so is Jesse, and Jesse is a very brilliant man. We just want him to return home and stop being used by the enemy and the oppressor against his people. Now back to Brother Nelson Mandela. And certainly we can never mention Nelson without mentioning Winnie Mandela. But Nelson Mandela's attempt at a multiracial government in South Africa after the murder of men, women, children, and babies and the rape of South Africa a criminal settler colony that has been established like Israel there in that part of the world. I cannot go along with one man, one vote. Let me say why. If someone broke into your home, Mr. Donahue, and actually bum-rushed your home, and black boots stomped your door down, and came in and robbed and raped everyone in the household, and was able to take the wealth of your home and parlay it into an empire. This is an invader. This is an intruder. This is a murderer. This is a burglar. This is a criminal. So I ha you have no responsibility to share your home with them after they broke in and committed the crimes that they did. You want uh... Everywhere the white man go, he bring misery all throughout history. Look it up. Everything them ball heads touch, they fuck it up. Every government he set up, it be corrupt. Everywhere the white man go, he bring misery. All throughout history, look it up. Everything them ball heads touch, they fuck it up. Every government he set up, it be corrupt. Hey, everything be like off the top these days. Like, these we days, I don't even know, know what a pad is these days, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey. Fuck that hoe, cause she a net net. You ain't the one for me, baby. You ain't got shit I need, bitch. You want me to take my time with you, and maybe I'm not your speed, bitch. Maybe I'm not your lead, bitch. You ain't got no cheese, bitch. Maybe I'm just too G for you. Maybe I'm just too screen, bitch. I can even roll the piece, why? Everybody notice me, yeah. I can even go to sleep, why? I'm rolling on the bitch, yeah. They tried to get me, ain't got on my knee like Jesus, please. You don't even believe in Jesus. Why you got a Jesus?
I ain't gon' fuck the nigga bitch, cause I know she a eater, huh? Last time I wiped the bitch, she told her while I beat her. But when they lie low for that cup, my nigga, I couldn't believe it, huh? Hello, shorty, for my word, fuck up a no gyo poke, you hit up on the back, let it be a business, that shit I knocked through the period, huh? Remember when I had that poke, huh? Still looking on my shoulder, huh? Fuckin' with a nigga, no Yoda, huh? That mean a young nigga got woo on me.
with the wings of the medical association of staff of Tehuti. On the DNA and the same caduceus is, is the same fucking damn mitochondria DNA inside of us. On that DNA inside of us, if you know anything about melanin and alchemy, melanin is a series of um, amino acids. And they study the amino acids in us every day. And they know that our amino acids is changing. So this whole shit, it was put out by a fucking Zachariah uh, Sitchin about the 12 DNA strand. We found that old white man shit. That's for white folks in the barotheric gland. The barotheric gland is nothing but the fucking pineal gland. See, they got to play on words. They know that their DNA, they know they're not the people. You understand what I'm saying? So they would never make a goddamn excuse about this barotheric gland that these aliens took out of us while we couldn't rise. The barotheric gland is nothing but the pineal gland. And they're talking about them. And the aliens they're talking about is us because we created them. You see what I'm saying? So in so many words, the reptilians, now let me go back to this thing so you be sure on this, because it's a government plot. But I want to ask you here, because I think this is a question that comes up a lot, especially when it comes to talking about the soul and what yes. role the actual soul plays with us. You know, we have the mind, the body, and some yeah. would say the soul and the connection that it plays in our transformation as becoming gods and goddesses yeah. walking on this earth. What is that connection between the soul, and, and, and what do we need that for in our transformation? The soul is all there really is. Everything else is a projection of the soul. And this particular soul, when it starts to wake itself up, which is a sun, S-U-N-S-O-N. Right. You see what I'm saying? A star. Every man, every woman is a star. Whenever it starts to wake itself up, it, it, it does various things. Some souls are still asleep. So therefore, in place of it, the ego exists and su supposes itself to be the individual. That's most people. But, but then when the soul starts to wake up, it starts to send signals to the consciousness to remember itself. So you start reading, you start studying, and you start, you know, going into this particular consciousness. Now, there's several distractions in there because when the soul is trying to do it, the ego is still involved, and it's a hard process because you can get distracted again, which means the ego can go, hey, this soul is waking up, but I still love it. I want to be, I want to exist. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to take a part of this knowledge that ultimately will wake this soul up, and I'm going to have this person get locked in one of the areas of the knowledge. And it will suppose itself it's being knowledge, but because it is locked into one area, that's nothing but a form of ego. That's why they say master nothing. So the story goes in the, in the, in the Holy Grail. They got a, 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 a knight called Parzival. Parzival is a knight that was raised in the country by his mother. His father was a knight. The father gets killed. The mother says, it's a horror story, basically. The father was a knight. The father gets killed. The mother said, I don't want him to be no knight. So she raises him way in the woods. And he plays with nature and everything. And so one day, he's out there in the woods, and he sees a shining knight in a silver shining suit. And he said, oh, my God, that's God. So he runs and tells his mom, he runs and tells his mama, say, Mom, I want to be a knight. And she almost faints. 
But she knows he's getting to be 18 now, and she can't hold him forever. So she has one of these plans. She takes him and, and shows him up a court gesture's uniform and says, this is the uniform of a knight. So her plan is when he comes there looking like a clown at King Arthur's court, they, they will laugh him out of the court, and he will run back home and never want to be a knight again. So he rides off to King Arthur's court. As soon as he rides off, she falls off dead. And the reason why she falls out dead because when you're on this bridge, if you try to go backwards, you fall, fall, fall. You can never go backwards. You can never go home. Mm-hmm. So now, so what happens here is he gets to the court, knight's court, and they are laughing and laughing and laughing at him with this court just in such a ridiculous outfit till it gets the ear of King Arthur. Thus, he he's able to go into, it works the opposite. He's able to go right in front of King Arthur because of this funny outfit. And later on, he ends up becoming a knight. But all of the, this is, now this is the key, all of the knights were proficient and masters, but they were always masters at one discipline. Right. Which means that you are still locked in a box. Whereas Parzival, because he was not raised into knighthood, it came from humble origins. He was able to get the Holy Grail when the other ones were not able to get the Holy Grail. The Holy Grail is, i.e., his own soul and rise to the God level. That's what the mystery is. He is able to get the Holy Grail for the simple fact that by him not mastering the discipline, he was able to ride through all of the disciplines. You see what I'm saying? And get the and, and get the his own soul. So mastering, you master something, but if you master one section, you're only inflating your ego. By him being the divine fool, which is the tarot card, it's called the fool. And it is the only tarot card that can be used throughout the entire deck. It masters all. So that's what the humility is. So in so many words, you have to trick the ego to keep letting you go. So give me an example. Um, back in '08, back in '98, I, I produced my dark side lectures and started explaining all this stuff based on the dark side. Right. Now I became famous with it, but I could have used it as a theology and say that's what I'm an expert at and that's all I'm gonna do. Right. And I would have got stuck. Tell them I'm talking about fucking archangels now <laughs> in the relationship. So you never get stuck. You never turn anything into a theology. And that is the reason why most of these systems that people initiate in, they're never going to work because they are only a fragment of something. And ultimately, the ego can latch on to that. So in so many words, the soul sends this particular information so it can get to know itself, so it can remember who it is. You see what I'm saying? But the ego is there for distraction. But the soul is all there really is. And it's an entire maze between the soul and you, and, and you, and so what you have to ultimately do is to surrender and give up and say, I don't exist. So what I had to do is I had to get rid of Bobby Hemmings, right. you see, and all that was dear to me, you see. That way you can eliminate the possibility of the ego latching on. Bobby Hemmings ain't around now for the ego to latch on. You see what I'm saying? I ain't got no goddamn scruples. <laughs> None. 
Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L. On the new Evolution Radio Network. A nigga like me, man. I love the game. I love the hustle, man. You feel like one of the ball playing niggas, you know. Like Bird or Magic or something. Yeah, you know, a nigga got dope. A nigga can leave the league. But if I leave. Uh, get the bag right, that's the bottom line Stay rich, that's the bottom line She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine Bottom line, bottom line, I'm the man Bottom line, chain watches, they all bright But I still shine when I ain't got a mind Get the bag right, that's the bottom line Came to win, that's the bottom line She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine Bottom line, bottom line, I'm the man Yeah, bottom line, you only tough when you got your gun I'm the same person when I'm not with mine I be the joint, but you are no pivot I do the talking, you do the listen Block is just clicking, pockets is different And I just had no pots to piss in How you hide, but your pockets over Game over when I say it's over Pull it over, pull it over Bad bitch in the Range Rover I might do you all my sneakers Just came from Costa Rica You posted this fucker, why did you cuff her? You wasn't supposed to keep her On the checks, spell my name right Me and Jenna Jackson on the same flight The plug gave me extra bricks Cause he know that I came right You can't bring around a wrist life They start stealing when they next to shit 40 Glock Got an extra clip in the bed with an extra bit. It's just a view, it's just a view. The sky ain't the limit to me. Always looking over my shoulder before I get into my veins. Get the bag right, that's the bottom line. Stay rich, that's the bottom line. She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time. Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine. Bottom line, bottom line, I'm the man. Bottom line, chain watches, they all bright. But I still shine when I ain't got a mind. Get the bag right, that's the bottom line. Came to win, that's the bottom line. She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time. Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine. Bottom line, bottom line, I'm the man, yeah, bottom line You only tough when you got your gun, I'm the same person when I'm not with mine I ain't have shit, but I made it work After we fuck, I made it twerk Opened a trap in January, shit got ready, on May the first Came through his block in a Hellcat I am the shit that you smell at See, I am the shit that you smell at The street screaming, I rail back Bring me some salmon after the sushi This is the preview, here come the movie Hoping the law continue to bless me But I don't be wearing no coffee My body different, baby Here end up missing, baby We starting these cars, we starting these cars No keys in the ignition, baby They dragging my name through the mud They saying that I'm money hungry I'm money hungry, but I came for the love Plus I came with some thugs I'm on the boat drinking my ties. How to ride by, I fly by. Forgive me, Lord, forgive me, Lord, but I got a uh, death fly. Get the bag Whoa. right, that's the bottom line. Stay rich, that's the bottom line. She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time. Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine. Bottom line, bottom line, I'm the man. Bottom line, chain watches, they all bright, but I still shine when I ain't got a mind. Get the bag right, that's the bottom line. Came to win, that's the bottom line. She wanna fuck, but I ain't got the time. Take care of your kids, cause I'm proud of mine. Bottom line, bottom line, I'm the man, yeah. Bottom line, you only tough when you got your gun. I'm the same person when I'm not with mine.
Alright, alright, alright What's going down? Peace to everybody, peace to the gods How y'all living? How y'all feeling? Right here at the bottom line Call the number 347-989-0194 If you're in the chat I'm your host, Joey Brownsell Bay uh, Welcome to the show Hope we find y'all in good spirits tonight And uh, got a nice little topic lined up for y'all tonight Alright, I got some upcoming webinars coming, so if you want to get down with your webinars, make sure that you're checking over at makemorecommerce.com. Make sure you're becoming a site member. Alright, free membership, free to join. Alright, come on in and get down with our understanding of the knowledge. Alright, so I want to welcome you to the show tonight. Uh, tonight we're going to be go- going in and we're going to talk about this child support thing. Child support is... It's an interesting topic. Let's say that, right? We've spent a couple of different shows and a lot of energy on this subject. Um, some people have a good understanding of what child support is. Some don't. Um, some have never had to deal with it, and some have, you know, been buried in it. So tonight, as part of our canceling child support information. <laughs> Going to some information that will helpfully, uh, helpfully, I say that word, right? Hopefully and helpful. Hopefully and helpfully, uh, you know, you'll get what you need to be able to be successful in fighting these type of cases. I got a webinar coming up. We're going to deal with some of these things. Um, and hopefully that will help some of y'all. All right. And we'll deal with it from the aspect of looking at what child support actually is, uh, what the law says about it, how you can fix it, okay? So uh, I invite you to go back and check out the first two episodes we did. I think they were done sometime either early last year or 2018. I'm not completely certain, but a lot of helpful information there for you. Now, we're going to go into it tonight. We're not going to waste too much time, and I'm just going to dive right in, Um, and hopefully... And you all are seeing what's going on in this country. And one of the things I think a lot of people missed, and I wanted to bring this up, was the idea of baseball. See, a baseball diamond, which is also happens to be part of the occult, right? Um, it's Masonic and there's other things built into it. But the baseball diamond talks a lot about esoteric things, right? And when I talk about child support, we have to look at the baseball. And somebody will say, well, why would you look at the baseball? Right? Because you have to understand that child support not only extends to your children, but it also extends to you if you're still in what they call the capacity of a minor. Right? And, you know, every every week I think more and more about these things in terms of how they relate to to um, Constitution and Supreme Law, Organic Law, Universal Law, Natural Law, right? Things like that. But in baseball, you'll notice that there's always been, in this country in particular, they had what they called major leagues, and then they had the Negro leagues, right? and then you had the minor leagues, right? And they made the announcement. They says, "Well, you know, we're going to consider." Major the, the Negro League to be major now. 
right? And when you think about this, you have to think of, of this from a couple of different aspects. Number one, that's that's great on the surface, but there's always a hidden connotation, right? And it's like saying, you know, we're going to make uh, the people who were considered minors age of majority, right? And so anytime you look at this, you have to understand what age of majority is when we talk about child support and things like that, right? What you're dealing with not only is the fact that the court, right, comes in and deals with child support and the capacity of of what you would call somebody's guardian, right, to the child, guardian, you call them guardian at lineage, things like that, but indeed so does the court when it comes to dealing with people who are put on child support, right? Now, I don't have any kids, right, but I've seen a lot of people who do have kids who've dealt with a lot of these issues, right? Now, when we talk about minors, it's important for us to understand what a minor is, right? Now, in law, a minor is a person who is under a certain age, usually the age of the majority, right? Now, the age of majority is a threshold of adulthood and is recognized and declared in law. I'll say it again. The age of majority is recognized and declared in law. Now, it is the moment when minor ceases to be considered such and assume legal control over their persons acting and decisions, thus terminating the control and the legal responsibility of their parents or guardians over them. So when you go into court and you're dealing with child support, not only are they dealing with the minor child, but they're dealing with the minor adult, right? And they consider neither one of these people to have reached an age of majority, so they have to take over your your concerns for you, right? So the word majority refers to having greater years and being of full age as opposed to a minority, the state of being a minor. Now, the law in given jurisdiction, right, may not actually use the term age of majority, okay? So the state of being a minor, right, or uh, what they sometimes, sometimes they'll call it being insane or lunatic or some bullshit like that, right? The law in a given jurisdiction may not actually use the term. So, those who are under the age of majority are referred to as minors and can legally be denied certain privileges such as voting, buying and drinking alcoholic beverages, buying tobacco, uh, cannabis, uh, gambling, marrying, buying and owning firearms, okay, owning property, entering into uh, some type of contract, right, or getting the full privilege Right of operating what they call vehicles, right, which I'm going to call a private conveyance. Now, it's really important to understand that this is one of the reasons why, when you're dealing with child support, right, um, they can come along and they can do things and be restrictive to you and take certain rights that you have, right, such as your right to drive. They can say you you know, you're not following the order or you're not paying child. I mean they can say all types of shit. So it's really important to understand who you are, right? And to step outside the realm right of normal thinking. Now, age of majority should not be confused with age of maturity. 
Okay. And that's a whole different uh, ball game there, right? Because people mature faster at different ages, you know. And, you know, for you know, for some cultures, uh, thirteen is a acceptable age of maturity, right? This is why they have things like bar mitzvahs. Okay. Now, in many countries, right, somebody can be emancipated depending upon the jurisdiction, right? And this happened through um, obtaining some type of education, um, some type of uh, notice, educational degree, right? Any of those type of things, right? Now, when we talk about child support, right, it's really, really crucial that you understand that child support, okay, is what they call public policy, okay? And that's just what it deals with. Now, in family law and public policy, Child support or what they call child maintenance is an ongoing periodic payment that's made by a parent for the financial benefit, right, of the child or uh, the caregiver or the guardian or the state or the parent. This is why a lot of brothers, they wonder why they want to get that child support check and they don't get to keep it, all right? Excuse me, I should I, let me let me let me reframe that. This is why a lot of brothers give women money for child support, and the child never gets to see it. All right, a lot of that money goes to Bonquita, right? And getting her nails and shit done, and you know buying shoes and you know all this other shit before it goes to who it's supposed to go to. Okay, so child maintenance is paid directly. Or indirectly by an obligor to an obligee for the care and support of the children of a relationship that has been terminated or in some cases never existed. So often the obligor is a non-custodial parent. So the obligee is typically a custodial parent, a caregiver, a guardian, or the state. Okay. And I've already told y'all the you know the way the state operates, the operating within your own jurisdiction, then the state likes to try to step in and put you in theirs, right? So this is why jurisdiction is so important, especially in child support cases. Now, depending on the jurisdiction, a custodial parent may pay child support to a non-custodial parent, typically one that has the same duty to pay child support, uh, irrespective of sex, right? Now, this is probably not very well known, but in international law, when we talk about international law, right, um, especially in family law, okay, um, the United Nations has what they call the Convention on the Rights of the Child, okay, international. It says that it's a binding convention, right, and signed by every member of the nation of the United Nations, okay, and it declared that the upbringing and the development of children and a standard of living adequate for children's development is common responsibility for both parents and a fundamental human right for children and asserts that the primary responsibility to provide such for the children rests with their parents. Okay. That means that, yes, mama and daddy, okay, are supposed to step up to the plate. Okay. They, they they should both be in the, in the house, right? They should both be able to 
share the same responsibilities and rights. So other United Nations documents and decisions related to child support enforcement included the 1965 uh, New York Convention on Recovery Abroad of Maintenance created under the auspices of the uh, 64 Convention. So a lot of times, y'all, when I'm telling you to go use things like the Declaration of Human Rights of Indigenous Peoples or to look into international law, right, this would be an important subject for you, right, to understand that using the Declaration, okay, and using it properly, right, will will most indeed will help you, right, and especially from the aspect of saying, hey, listen, you know, there's there's human rights out here, okay, um, you know, if she's got, if I've got to pay child support, well, so does she. <laughs> right? Now, um, I think there's a brother tonight who's supposed to call in that he used the Constitution and got rid of his child support, right? So, Understanding uh, international law when it comes down to theory and all that other stuff, right? Understand what the law says, because under the Hague Convention, right, the Hague Conference, okay, uh, the right to child support as well as specific implementation and enforcement measures are recognized. Now, I'm gonna point something out to you, right? When they came in and they and they signed and they ratified things, right, to make it where, you know, child support was, um, you know, something that was, number one, that was necessary, okay? And I'm talking about on the international level, right? So when they came in on the international level, right, and they started dealing with child support, uh, the United Nations documents, the decisions, all of that stuff that was made, it was signed by just about every country except for just what country. That's right, your your corporate United States. Right? So they didn't want to become part of, you know, the international rights for child support when it comes to how you're supposed to deal with the parents, right? How you're not supposed to arrest somebody when they don't have the money to pay. Okay. You're so you're supposed to work with them. You're supposed to help them. You're supposed to give them opportunities, right? It, just like you got people out here who are being accused of having kids that they don't even have. Okay? Right? They, they deserve the same opportunity. So this is why they put it in international law. Okay? Very important theory there. So when children live with both parents, right, the, the courts rarely, if ever, direct parents to provide financial support, right, for the children when it's the mother, right? Most times it's the father. Okay, so it's really important that we, you know, that we make sure we deal with that because stuff becomes very de facto. Okay, and I told y'all before that child support is a violation of the Constitution. I pulled the court case because child support agency, right, that collects the money is a violation of what? Separation of powers. Okay. So child support, right? Um, you know, you can operate in what they call the principle of estoppel. 
Okay, so basically for a sufficient time, you can establish um, you can establish a, a hold on things until things are sorted out. Right? You can deal with uh, the, the idea of whether or not really, you know, um, this person might be the father or not. Right? So things have to be established like that in a fair and equitable manner. Now, um, I've always talked about court, right? And so a lot of times I think that child support, because of the court that it's in, is in an inequitable court, right? You can't really get no remedy in that court. So it's best to move that shit to court of equity where there's real equity, right? So um, now under full faith and credit, right? Uh, they actually give them full faith and credit to what they call these child support orders, right? And so, um, basically, it says that, you know, it should not seek or make modification of the order except in accordance with certain sessions, right? And then when they talk about child, they talk about a person under 18 years of age or a person 18 or more years of age with respect to whom the child order has been issued pursuant to the laws of the state. So, it's really important to understand that a state might be considering you to be a minor. Right? So when we talk about what a minor is, right? Somebody who, you know, now no no don't now check this out, right? And this is what I, I like about equity. If something was done by mistake or some form of duress, right, and you had uh you know, you had lack of information or, or you didn't have full knowledge, right? That doesn't make you a minor, right? Doesn't make you any 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 wrongs um you know at hand, right? It doesn't it doesn't make that. But what it does do is it gives you opportunity to go back and correct things because even those who call themselves majority make mistakes. Right. Now, if you're gonna be a contestant Right, which is a person who, um, you know, includes a parent, right, or somebody who is contesting child support, right? It's really important to go in there with the correct information. And I was talking to a brother the other day. He says, well, I don't know if it's my kid or not, but I've been paying for the kid for 10 years. I said, okay, well, if you don't know if it's your kid, why don't you go get a blood test? But he doesn't want to go get a blood test. And I says, well, then he says, well, if it is my kid, you know, I, I ain't saying that it ain't, but, you know, okay, well, if it is your kid, right, then it's your kid. And if it's not, then you wouldn't have an issue taking a blood test. Now, some people say, well, that's that's corruption of blood. Yeah, but if you're doing things privately on your own will, that's a different story, right? So I think that it's really important, right, that the term court, when you're dealing with court, right? When you when you're going in, you understand what court you're dealing with. You understand uh, what jurisdiction you're dealing with, right? When we're talking about things like child support, okay? Um, there's the case of X versus Fiat, uh, Fiat, 1988, right? And this case pretty much made it where you know, um, guy had he had $150 monthly payment, right? Um, and and he had to pay it to his ex-wife, right? But the court Basically says, look, you know, um, you know, it was unconstitutional, right? 
for, for them to violate this guy's due process rights, right? Because the burden of proof should never shift to the person that's being accused. Burden of proof is on the woman. You say that somebody's dead, you got to prove that. Where's your, where's your proof? You can't put kids on. See, this, and that's one of the things I always, you know, never understood. How are you going to put kids on somebody? Right, knowing damn well that ain't that man's kids. You know what I'm saying? And, and see, this is the issue that we tend to deal with. Right? So, it's really important to understand that um, you have the Court of Appeals for a reason, right? And you have anybody for a reason. So, the court said that a mandatory presumption uh, compelling a conclusion of guilt without independent proof of an ability to pay and is therefore unconstitutional because the mandatory nature of the presumption lessens the persecution's burden of proof. So the court went on to state that for future guidance, the statute should be construed as authorizing a permissive interference, not a mandatory presumption. Y'all understand? That's how deep this is. Okay. Bitches is out here having kids and dropping them off. Dropping them off on niggas who, who who really it ain't even their babies. It's in the news. It's happening for real. It happens to women. It happens to men. Okay. Now, um, let's just talk a little bit about this, right? Most international and national child support regulations recognize that every parent has an obligation to support his or her child. Now, under the obligation, both parents are expected to share the responsibility for their children. Now, what differs between jurisdictions is which expenses are covered by child support and which are extraordinary and fall outside the definition. Now, I can tell y'all straight up, right? Um, when, first of all, you know, a life is a life, right? You don't. You just don't treat people certain ways, right? So when we talk about taking care of another life, right, and you're capable of doing it, you should do it, right? And if it's in your heart to do. Now, support money that's collected, right, are often assumed to be used for the child's expenses. But most often, y'all, they're not. I know a lot of y'all brothers are aware of this. I mean, I know this is this can get a little deep for some of y'all, but it's just very important to understand this, right? So when we talk about enforcement and things like that, it's important to understand who's enforcing what. What's really happening? All right. Now, um, I'm going to open up the call lines because... I ain't got too much tonight, but before I do, I do want to, I want to show you guys something, right, and the age of majority, like I said, is a threshold age, right, it's an age where you're considered to have 
have reached your pinnacle, right? To be able to now take care of responsibility. Now, um, I want to pull something up here. Let me see if I can find it. Okay. Now, major, right? The definition of major, and this is interesting, right? It says, major persons, one who has attained his full age and has acquired all of his civil rights, one who is no longer a minor or an adult. So, then we got to go look at what a civil right is, right? Because I know how I feel about this word, civil. Okay, so... You know, civil is an interesting term, isn't it, right? But let's take a look at it. Civil right is an enforceable right or a privilege, which is inferred with by other, uh, excuse me, which is inferred with by another, which gives rise to an action for injury. Discrimination occurs when the civil rights of an individual are denied or interfered because of the individual's membership in a particular group or class. So now we got to ask ourselves, who exactly is, uh, who, first of all, who's under civil rights? You should ask yourself that, right? Then you should ask yourself, what's a protected class? Now, you may ask, well, why am I reading the term civil rights? Because I just gave you the term major, right? And if you know anything about the term major, then you know that it's the obverse of the term minor, right? And minor in law is a person under age, usually an age, usually the age of majority, right? So they're under what they consider to be 18, or 18 can can be 80, depending on right at what point in time you step up, right? To take full responsibility. So the age of majority depends upon jurisdiction and application, but it is generally 18. So minors may be used in contexts that are unconnected to the overall age of majority. Okay, so important to understand that when you're dealing with these courts, unless you step up and go up under human rights, right, rights of an actual human, not a corporation, not a corporate fiction, right, you step up under the rights of, like, you know, the, the rights of, of humans, the rights of God, the rights of the creator, the universe. This is why I had a brother ask me, too. He says, well, what about using the Zodiac Constitution? Right? He had one of the seminars about using the Constitution for the Zodiac. He said it worked in court for him. Okay. So, I mean, we got to look at all of these things. All right. But tonight's about child support. Well, call lines are wide open if you want to ask a question, you want to come in. All right. Just a little bit of info. Uh, we'll be right back. Keep it, oh, excuse me, keep it locked. You better will 
Don't be mad at them. Don't be mad at them. Pray for them. Love them. Because they're dealing with themselves like we're dealing with us. But I want you to remember that your 70 watts, your 70 watts has to be turned way up. Because you got way more to give us. It ain't over yet. Don't put a period where God put a comma. And when you turn it up to 159 watts, you know, you keep turning it up. You like, you stop dimming your light. You say, today is the first day of the rest of my life. You turn it up. You're going to find people that can't handle your light. And before today, you might have dimmed your light. You might have shrunk a little bit. You might have tempered it down a little bit. But after today, I want you to see this. After today, turn the lights up. After today, you don't dare dim your light. As your light gets brighter, as your light gets brighter, you're going to disrupt some people and they're going to tell you your light's too bright, your light's too bright, your light's too bright, your light's too bright. Then you just look at them and say, well, I'm not dimming my light. I'm just going to hand you some shade. Don't even think about changing the station. You're listening to The Bottom Line with your host, Joey L. Now, real quick, I want to bring something else to your attention about this topic. Now, um, in 2017, right, Obama did a child support rule. Um, and I think a lot of people either you forgot about it or you didn't hear about it. Well, let's just read it, right? It says the new regulation requires states to help parents in poverty avoid debt and incarceration. It says in his final month in office, Barack Obama issued more than 600 so called midnight regulations. President Donald Trump ordered a delay and review for many of them. But at least one is so far unaffected by new administrative, new administration, excuse me, a change in how states collect child support payments. For poor and incarcerated parents Since the new rule Which took effect January 19th Calls on states to set realistic child support amounts So that non-custodial parents Don't accumulate debt They can't afford And get stuck in a cycle of incarceration See what I'm saying? See how they try to do you with child support? Now According to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services States were increasingly imposing payment obligations without regard to parents' financial situation. The trend was contributing to the cycle of incarceration that could plague people in poverty. So when parents go to jail in many cases because of their inability to pay child support, they accumulate debt that awaits them. Once they're released, it may not be long before they're back behind bars if they continue to miss child support payments. Now, the U.S. Supreme Court is with a finding... Uh, parents in civil contempt and jailing them for non-payment can be a violation of due process rights. Now, this is a violation of human rights. Right. Number one, slavery was outlawed and being incarcerated in any form of slavery. Okay, so slavery was outlawed long before they wrote the U.S. Constitution or any of these state constitutions. 
Okay. So there is no slavery. Okay. There, there, that's not. I'm sorry, but that that that's not something that is lawful or is even really humane. Okay. And to punish brothers, right? Because they can't pay. How you know that they ain't looking for a job, right? And then you put somebody in jail. And when a brother's in jail, he can't look for a job. Can't look out of jail. And then to make it just as bad, you heard the brother earlier. He said that you know a lot of times they don't even uh, they don't even give you time served. So um, let me keep going. It says with the new regulation, HHS tried to strike a balance between holding non-custodial parents accountable and recognizing that many parents miss payments because they don't have enough money. According to a 2006 federal study of nine states, 70% of late child support payments are owed by parents who make $10,000 or less a year. So for these parents, the average child support obligation equals about 83% of their reported income, according to the Urban Institution. Now, uh, whether the rule will be revoked by Trump administration or Congress is unclear. And this was, this was a while back. Okay. But just to show you that they even had to step in, right? Because cases were making it up to uh, higher levels of, of court, right? Higher jurisdictions. And they were becoming an issue. Like I said, it's a, it's a violation of separation of powers. It's a due process violation. It's a human rights violation. Right now, um, it's up to you to study to show yourself approved and right to figure your way out of the madness. Right, that's there's no cookie cutter solutions here, but there are uh, remedies that are afforded to you in equity, right, and the principles of that, okay, um, that allow you to have some type of redress, okay. They allow you the ability to be able to deal with things in a manner that would be equitable. Okay. All right, let's open the call lines up. We're going to go to uh, 631-796 on the line. 631-796. All right, we're going to keep it moving. Let's go to 513 410. You on the line? 513 410. Oh, so y'all playing tonight. Okay. 727 580. You on the line? Nothing. Nobody wants to talk tonight. Listen, don't put your hands up if you're not going to say nothing. 310403. Yo, 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 what up, Joey? What's going down? Yeah. Ain't nothing. Everything going up. That's right. That's what I like to hear. What's what's going up? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so uh okay, so let's say we've been we've been following along and and uh you know, we got a trust, we and we just starting out operating in that. And somebody because uh, of the child support case and, and support court and all that, do we do we got to remove it from that court up up to a um, Article Three or or a probate or a, you know equity court 
from there. Yeah, I would say it probably. I would say it probably would need to be moved. Yep. Okay. Yeah, because see, the reason why I say that number one, it's a you know court that that does that is an administrative court. That's first and right. foremost. So they're administrating. They're, they're attempting to administrate in the state as a as a guardian, right? Guardian that light or whatever you want to call it. They they're trying to step in the place of being mama and daddy, right? The state does, right? Mm-hmm. And then the, the issue is that. Um, obviously, you know, if it's a if it's a child, when I'm not speaking of a child, I'm talking about, you know, young age, teenager, you know, that type of thing, right? But when we start talking about someone who who's of you know who's of a age to be able to go in, like so, like some courts, you know, they'll have kids go in and, and they'll ask the kid, well, what, what parents you want to stay with, right? And so, in that sense, they're giving the father, the mother, the illusion. That the kid gets to control And so in a way they've emancipated the kid over the parents Just by letting, letting them choose Yeah mm-hmm. Right So this is why it's important also You know depending upon what your religion is To bring your religion into, into, this, into the process The same Right Because you know That's a very important aspect as well And the burden of proof Like it's, it's not on the defendant it's not, it's not on the person that's coming in there I don't got to prove that I'm the daddy. You got to prove I'm the daddy. You said that. Right. But wouldn't they just bring in the the birth certificate with the daddy's name on there and be like, yo, here's the birth certificate. Well, here's my thing, right, about the birth certificate is that birth certificate, if you ever look at birth certificates, they're normally only signed by the mother. Right. Um, so, okay. So, so when we talk about a father, right? I mean, obviously, if you if you took the position now, here's the interesting thing: if you took the position to to raise a a, a child, right? You know, you send them to school, you pay for their clothes, you're doing everything you gotta do, right? You took the position that made that made you a guardian. Mm-hmm. Made you okay. a guardian. I mean, this, you know, this is a, and that's why I say this is why you got to go back to looking at what human rights are. What make up true human rights. You know, because that's really where, you know, on the international scale, especially, if, you know, if you, if you are national, and you've, you've entered into that realm, you use that. You know, but even on the level for people who are in the, the realm of being civil, you know, and you haven't crossed over that, that, that particular uh, phase. Right, there's still law that affords you there too. There's remedy everywhere. Just gotta look for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. So, are you dealing with a child support issue? No, I'm not. I'm not at all. I, I was just looking at it from, uh, and my my situation's a little bit different, I guess, than most people. Uh, like I, I got married. A while back and we're no longer together but we got married in a foreign country we got we got married in jamaica and it's a it's a jamaican license involved but there's no u.s license involved i mean, never got a u.s license but we presented ourselves i know like i know the way the u.s works is 
if you got a license somewhere else and you present yourself as such, then they will honor that license. You know, they mm-hmm. they, they will say, okay, you honored yourself. You you presented yourself as that. So, boom. so let me ask you a question. We'll try to right? grab people who may anywhere they be can. wondering this. How do you how how, how do you present yourself though as being that? Number one, who you present yourself to, and what what information did you get to present yourself as being married? Well, no, that's exactly. I I don't. Um, but for several years, as far as that goes, for several years, you might present yourself as such in the public, which is how they say. They say if you present yourself in the public as that, then they will honor that. Like it's real. It's real easy to follow. Well, I think in it depends on what jurisdiction you win too. It depends on what jurisdiction yeah. you win as well. See, right? Because that would be what you call common law marriage in these jurisdictions, and common law yeah. marriage, right? Because you, you can live with somebody and they can be a roommate, right? Nobody, I mean, a private yeah. contract still stands. That's why you have the right to contract, right? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, there's that. You know, then then there's the aspect of okay, well, you know. If you are, if you're over here in America, right, and, and you're operating in one of these common law uh, jurisdictions, right, that you know that want to try to take some type of control, right, even even a lot of these jurisdictions don't recognize common law marriage, right? Common law marriage, you, you got to have your ass in one state. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because right? some states, the whole knowledge. That's first thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like state. The state I'm in now, they don't acknowledge common law marriage, right? Exactly. But, but the state I got, the state I was living in when I did get married back then, they do acknowledge it. But where I'm at now, I have been for the last eight uh, Arizona. But where I'm at, and I've been for the last eight years, they don't acknowledge that. Yeah. Well, problem is that the contract was started where where you were. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and here's the thing. Did you ever get out of the marriage? Not in, uh, I mean, it, in the spiritual sense, yes, but not in the, in the legal. Yeah, in the legal right, but, but not under no. not under a dissolution. So, under the laws of Jamaica, you're still married. Yeah, because when you look into it in their, in their shit, they don't grant divorces unless you're a citizen of Jamaica. Like they they don't grant a divorce. So then, so, so then how can they? So then how can they grant you just a marriage? It, it, that's that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I want. I probably got to dig deeper in that. That's the question you got to ask yourself. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Remember international law though. So it may take some time going to the international laws on union. And this is why you also mm. got to be a citizen. Well, I don't like the word citizen. You got to be a national of the world. We're going to take the right. word citizen and put it to the side. Yeah. 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 It's, it's yeah I appreciate you bringing that in, though, because that's. Mm-hmm. No, I was going to say, it gets tough trying to research something like that. When you're dealing with other borders, you know other other countries and stuff. Because when, when you go looking, and they only talking citizen, 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 and uh, well, then that's when you should know that they're not talking about you if if you're a national. Yeah. 
Right. 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 Yeah. And that's why I say you got to switch the conversation. You know, because citizens are also considered residents. Right. So, I mean, this is what I'm saying. It's why it's so important to, you know, step outside of the understanding of, you know, wait a minute. They call them, and the thing is, is if they're not recognizing non-citizen marriages in in Jamaica, then it's a good opportunity that that could probably be void. Right. Well, Abinicio. Abinicio. But uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, I'm because as far as, as far as I know, the res is in the trust. Well, and then like I said, who's who's res are you talking about? You know, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was just something. Yep. Yeah, it's not, it's not a, a current issue that I got to deal with, but at the same time, it's something that might be out there. That's what I was kind of wondering. Well, it's good to have an understanding of it, and that's why I brought up, uh, you know, the Hague and things like that, because the Hague recognizes trust as well. You know, take some time mm-hmm. to go read up on the Hague Trust Convention. We tell you right there. You know, okay. So, okay. Child support okay. falls under child support falls under that too. You know, okay. Remember, okay. I mean, trust can you know if your trust. Listen, Scientology. Brother brought up last week. Right? That that is a trust, you know, and in the trust they have indentures and, you know, I mean, it's, the the Bible is a trust, the Quran's a trust, the Torah is a trust. All that shit is trust. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, okay, all this so is the trust. Right. And then when you look at it, so if one party in that, let's say they're you know, they all in US citizen and they go to a court, like say one day they just up and decide to go to a court and give them jurisdiction on their side of things, does the court then have jurisdiction over that? Or that's not well that's not necessarily the case. Because because here, check this out, right? What happens is that would just be one party. What about the other party? Well, you know, you, you can't um, usurp the right of another party. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Very important. You know, yeah. you infringe on my right, so you infringe on everybody's right. 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 I feel you. I feel you. So, yeah. Okay. You tax it from that. Uh, I appreciate oh. you coming in. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Taxing, boy. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Thank you for yeah, taking All right. Yep. All right. Peace, bro. Yeah. Peace. Y'all got to uh, make more commerce.com if you want to get with me. We got some upcoming webinars. All right, we'll be going into uh, how to set up your religious organizations. Okay, on Reddit. Okay, we'll go through some different things there, help you out. Uh, we're going to go through uh, dealing with child support. Um, and there's a couple other things coming up that we're going to be doing. All right, so stay locked for that. 610 427 on the line. Peace to the God, Joey. How you doing, my brother? Good, bro. How you doing? I'm doing great. Turn your, turn your radio down a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right. How's that, brother? How's that? 
Good. All right, all right. Yeah, man, how you doing, bro? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Well, I'm well. Yeah, I, I, yeah I'm, I'm, I can't comply. Oh, great. Thank I'm you. Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, man. Great topic tonight, man. I, I had um a child support thing, man, back in the day. And I learned from y'all, and it got me through. It got me through, actually. I was one of those brothers that had... I was actually married, man. My wife put me on child support. Hmm. Yeah. Really? Really, man. Interesting. So you got put on child support while you were married? Yeah. I can't say that. I can't say you'd be a first. I've heard of other people. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I was surprised. I started asking people around about it. That. Most people I asked about, they were like surprised too. So, but yeah, well, I'm sure they were. I'm sure they were. So, so I, how did you get yourself off? What, what did you do? When you when when um, you guys were going real heavy on the child support back in the days, and um, you guys taught. Well, when, when you say you guys, you, well, you know, I, you know. I want to say that, you know, the, the first, the first person who who went into that initiative was Joni, right? You know, and and then and then after that, uh, Akeem came along and he did the child support went on, right? And you know that information is what it is, you know. And so I mean, there's been there's been a, a great deal of information that, that these guys have put out, right? That has helped people, uh, but I think you know. But go ahead, go ahead. You correct. You're absolutely correct, man. Because um, that's exactly how it went down. So thank you for clarifying that. Um, but yeah, man, when it, when it, when I put I I studied, listened to the shows, and I did um, I put together a package and I sent it to him. And the way I sent it to him, Joey, was in the form of like a third-party debt collector type of style because. What I have in this letter, man, is the things that make up a valid contract. And I was and I was asking mm-hmm. them to validate that they did those things. And um they ain't giving me no response. So that was just one of the documents that I sent in there with um it had um it had notice the agent, it's noticed the principal at top and everything. And it goes in to break down how um, I'm telling them if they can prove this, that I'll gladly pay them. But, you know, I had a couple of questions for them. So I just begin to Which ask them questions in this document. What kind um, of questions did you ask them? One of the questions that I asked them was, um, one of the questions, One of the questions that I asked him is that the subject matter in question is even in the jurisdiction of the um, of the which is called the PASDCU, which is their child support unit. I was asking them to verify that I was actually in the jurisdiction because I had done my authenticated birth certificate and I, I put that in there, showing them that I was the holder of due course. So, 
those behaviors. Okay. Those are, that's one of the questions I asked him. Another question I asked him, really, I asked him to show clearly complete, certain, and not complete disclosure. And I was asking him to you know what that is. A, an original instrument of indebtedness. Like that, did we have any contract or agreement that we signed together? B is about to, to validate the debt. Proof that um, they actually suffered an actual loss to their actual account. A sworn affidavit signed by me and them. And then, do they have any copies of any bilateral or trilateral agreements between them? This, 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 I was looking at this and I was like, wow, you know, but they never responded. And then I was actually in jail for like this 30 day thing for something else, for something else I was fighting and I made a mistake for and I lost. I actually went to jail for it. So I'm in sitting in the, in the cell and I think it's like the third week in there. I'm thinking to myself like, wow, I got this child support thing in here that I sent them that I never got a response from. And at this point, Joey, it's been a year since I sent this paperwork off now, mind you. I'm sitting in jail and I'm thinking to myself, they're not going to let me go if I still got that out there. They're going to keep me in jail until they call me down to the court and deal with that, which is what they usually do. So soon. Okay. One of them days where they where they sent everybody out to recess, Joey. I stayed in the cell. I was just reading. I stayed in there, and they sent they slipped the, the mail under the door, and it was one of them was for me. So I looked down. I was like, okay, it was for them from them. And I said, this is like clockwork because I was just thinking about this. And then here today, this thing comes through the mail, and it's a letter from them. So I open it up. And Joe, I got let off child support. Um, they, that letter was like saying that I don't have it right here with me. The letter was telling me that the child support arrears are being grown. Forget the word they used. Withdrawn or remitted, I believe it was. But anyway, he took away the, 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 the and they were saying that. The reason that they let it go was um, they gave a code. And I went in jail while I was there. I read the code. I, I looked it up. And I looked up the code. And, and what the code was saying was it's when they can't find the defendant. Find the defendant? They couldn't find a defendant. Mm-hmm. How could mm-hmm. they not so, find so a that, defendant? That, that, well, well, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I... That would be an interesting one. I'm gonna pull up my thing and I'm gonna call in like next week too to give a continuation. When I okay. when I'm gonna pull up this letter, man, I'm gonna read this letter. This letter was short and sweet. Yeah, please do. This letter was short and please sweet. Because you know, you know this, a, a lot of this takes you into you know the realm of talking about things like custody, uh, right? You know, um, one parent having a child over another. I mean, there's a lot of shit that goes along with this whole concept. So. It's very important that we dive into this. If you got if you got more information, you know what I'm saying, and you got your letter that you got back from them, we'd be happy to hear it. That would be dead, yeah. Yeah. So I sent them a constitutional challenge along with this, this third party debt collector. I also sent them the uh, 
affidavit of revocation and signature for good cause. Mm-hmm. Um, affidavit of denial, U.S. citizenship. I sent them a co- certified copy of the ABC. You know, and um, yeah, ABC is powerful. You know, um, you know, and, and it's powerful in a, in a lot of senses of the word. You know, a lot of people don't fully understand why it's so powerful, but you know, just like it says on it, full faith and credit. So they give you, they give you that credit. They apply the okay. He wants to apply his credit. Yeah. And they weren't going to tell me all all that on the letter back to me, so that was a short and sweet letter. You know, they never, they never do. Right. Right. But that that was that was what I wanted to call in and jump because. The last time I tried to call in, I was talking to the name that shall but not be mentioned that night, man. He hung up on me kind of rudely, bro, like, really. And had me shook because <laughs> he had me thinking, like, you know, what I did was wrong. Like, I didn't do it right. So all that time since that call, my letters was out. You called in over there. Went past, on, went to jail. On, on hindsight. Yeah. And, um... I went to jail, and all since that time, that was when I got hung up. I went to jail, and then that letter came in, too. So all from that time, Joey, I was like in limbo as to how I felt about my process. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but it wasn't until that well, letter came in. I mean, I mean, you know, and, and the thing is, is that these processes are, that, I mean, if you just go look up what's on the paperwork to get from these people, you know, and go look up the, the laws of Underworld. I mean, it tells you what they are. Tells you what the purpose of it is. That's right. That's right. So that's what's up. I appreciate you uh, you dropping that. Thank you for bringing that information. Ah, uh, thank you for having me. I appreciate you, Joe. Okay, God. Hey, peace, city. All right, peace, God. All right, that's what's up, man. I'll get up out of here. Uh, I'm gonna close it down a little bit early tonight. Uh, catch my makemorecommerce.com. All right. As always, I'll be right here on the Revolution Radio Network. If you want to uh, get down with the webinars that are coming up, go to makemorecommerce.com. We'll have links up there for you. All right. All right. Peace to the gods. We out.